York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Yep, mm-hmm. let's go. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And it's time to talk a disappointing loss to these Boston Celtics. The Knicks lose to the Boston Celtics 133 to 118 at home and give up. 27 three-pointers which is a celtics franchise record but on offense it all looked good rj barrett give you 27 points randall give you 29 points hartenstein tipped in with 10 and brunson gives you 22 points and 10 assists but these knicks could not stop the two-headed snake in jalen brown and jason tatum Jalen Brown gives you 30 points. Jason Tatum gives you 26. And the rest of the Celtics gives you a barrage of threes. And the Knicks fall to the Celtics and a disappointing loss. But for me, I'm not looking too much into it because this is a contending team. A team who went to the finals last season. So I was expecting a loss. But there's still a lot to talk about. It's a good barometer game to see what the Knicks can fix. And also, you know, see what we can build on going forward. Um, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. And for you guys watching, um, if you be a repeat offender, when I say repeat offender, I mean, if you've been here at the Nick time show before, and you've seen us a few times, hit that subscribe button, man. Don't be a stranger. Get those notification bells and we'll let you know when to come back. When we go live to talk Knicks. All right. Also hit that like button early so we can talk about this game. Also salute to the chat. Shout out to JT Riddick. Shout out to Craig War, Picks for Timmy, Rodney Sennon, uh, Centric, the best mod in the game, Fritz Alessandor, all new guests, and everybody else is rocking with the KOT show tonight. All right, now now let's get to it. First, I I, I know you see the this these stats right now for Brunson, but I don't even want to start talking about Brunton right now. I want to talk about kind of my unsung hero of the night. Cam Reddish, even though we lost the game to me, this is a, a, a big standout game from Cam Reddish and Cam Reddish didn't even really score four points on the night, two assists, two rebounds, one block, one steal, one turnover, not a massive gain um, when you look at Cam Reddish. But Cam Reddish was a plus four on the night. All right, we should tell you something. There's starters on his team who scored close to 30 points tonight who are negatives. R.J. Barrett, negative 14. Julius Randle, negative Eight, Jalen Brunson had negative three, but Cam Reddish 
really did a phenomenal job playing his harder on a defensive end. When you talk about effort, when we talked about how can Cam Reddish crack this rotation, um, he did it today. He did, he did it today. He did it today strictly on the, on the defensive end. To me, he was the only player to commit to closing out on three point shooters the entire game. And he played 37 minutes, but I didn't see any stop or any point where Cam gave up. And this is, this is, that's not his reputation. You know, that's not what they were saying about him when he was playing over there in Atlanta. But today, um, when his first chance to start, I think he's earned Tom Thibodeau's trust for sure. And whether Grimes comes back or not, I think we're going to see Cam Reddish start from here forward. Cause what this starting unit sorely needs is a stopper. And although Cam Reddish wasn't exactly the stopper today, um, tonight, because we didn't win the game, he was the most effective defensive deterrent against um, the top guys on the Celtics squad. Uh, and when I say top guys, I really mean Jason Tatum. He He's the only one who I really felt gave Jason Tatum some problems on the offensive side of the ball. He poked the ball the way he, he, um, um, caused some, he caused some strife in the fourth quarter and put it on him. And towards the end of the game, when Tatum started to cook and go a little bit one-on-one, -on -one, I was hoping that Tom Thibodeau would actually start to put cam specifically on Tatum to try to contain him. Cause he's really the only one who had a shot End of the game, RJ Barrett versus Tatum one-on-one -on -one. RJ Barrett tried his best. Tatum cooked him scored next play Tatum versus cam reddish one-on-one -on -one. Tatum was stumbling, bumbling, try to get to the hole and damn near and calls the turnover. So cam reddish to me, um, eye opening game did everything he could. And I, I feel like on the offensive side of the ball, you know, cam reddish gave so much on defense that he really didn't have a lot left on offense. He had no legs left. There was a play where Derrick Rose gave uh, the ball to Cam Reddish in like the third quarter. And Cam had no legs, shot the ball short. Tibbs took him directly out. But so shout out to Cam Reddish. Even though we lost this game, we learned about something about that young man today. Um, and I think he's actually going to stick in this rotation moving forward and start from here on out. I can't, I really can't see scenario of Cam not starting from here on out. So even though we got four points, um, this is it's a good showing defensively for Tam, for Cam who had his imprint all over this game defensively while only, only scoring four points. So gunshots for the man. Cam Reddish, who really showed out. And also Isaiah Hartenstein. Isaiah Hartenstein, another guy, one of the other positive plus minuses on the team. Um, played well without Mitch. Gave you 10 points, 14 rebounds on a night. 
Um, gave you some offensive rebounds out well, gave you some nice tippings, and he seems to find a flow. I really love that pass he made to Julius Randle um, when he was cutting to the hole to get the, uh, uh, to the easy basket in the fourth. And this is, and me, myself, I really love Mitch. But but also what I love about this team is the different looks you can get from Mitch to Hartenstein. And we need to keep Hartenstein in mind when it's hard to score in late game situations sometimes. Because we already see that Julius Randle plays better and scores more efficiently when he's coming downhill. When he's not just deferring to ISO post-ups. So if we can in the future um play more through Jalen Brunson pick and roll, play more through RJ Barrett going downhill sometimes, and then also mix in having Hartenstein at the elbow or at the foul line and having Julius Randle cut off ball, we should have a lot of different weapons to close games in the future. So shout out to Hartenstein who had a pretty good game as well. But um the biggest thing for this Knicks team and the biggest thing, of course, we have to work on is the three-point shooting. And today was interesting because this is not a game where we was getting super killed in that point of attack defense like we usually are because that's how we usually been hurt when it comes to our three-point uh, defense collapsing. That's how I kind of got hurt with the, with the Cavs. But today, I felt like the Knicks, we just don't have that sharpness on where to go um, when we are picked. Our defensive schemes on who's switching, who's dropping where, who's going where um, to which three-point shooter is not there. And Tom Thibodeau teams, you know, we're used to being top 10 in defense by the end of the year. So I feel like that's... Um, eventually that will improve and get better because that's what Tom Thibodeau does. I, I really expect us to, to be watching T because it's, it's, it's been multiple lapses, multiple lapses on the defensive end. It, I, I've seen IQ give up a night fight or fight um, to close out on, on Malcolm Brockton. I've seen RJ Barrett just drop off out of nowhere. I've seen guys follow two people to a three-point shooter in the corner only leave, only to leave Tatum open. There were so many holes in this three-point defense. I can't even I can't even tell you where it is. I like usually can be like, oh, this was the problem. There was fires everywhere. There was fires everywhere. There was not really one problem there. And it got to a point where I felt like everybody gave up on three-point closeouts except for Cam. It's so it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. This is this film session from Tom Thibodeau tomorrow is going to be abysmal. It's going to be a whole bunch of red tape. You see this here? You missed that. You see this here? You missed that. Trust me, the next practice is all going to be defensive rotations because we completely suck at that right now when it comes to good three-point shooting teams to the point where dudes are coming in who's this who's this who's this kid who this kid 
Not even Marcus Smart. Not even Grant. But Sam Hauser? Bruh. Who, who is Sam Hauser? Whose man's is that? Whose man's is that that just came in the game and dropped 17 points out of nowhere? Gave us five threes? Things like that just can't happen. Things like that just can't not happen. And this is one of those things that we're so concerned about Jason Tatum. And we're so concerned about Jalen Brown. We lose concentration when it comes to these no man names shooting threes and having career nights on us. The same thing happened with the Cavs when Wade came in and he was lighting up for three. We really, really, really has to clean up our defensive three-point um, rotations. And big deal. Very, very big deal. Also, oh, man, I, I, and you know what else? I'll, Obi Toppin. Shout out to Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin today gave us he he didn't have the ob topping breakout game that we all wanted if, if you're watching this show right now if you've been watching the game you already know mitchell robinson was out right mitchell robinson was out more time to see the small ball lineup moving forward the small ball lineup that had julius randall and ob topping yesterday featured went very well today not so much, not so much from Obi Toppin. And to to be honest, I feel like, you know, the second unit in general struggled. Um, and it kind of handcuffed Obi Toppin a little bit because of this struggle. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, I feel like, was looking for a shot a little bit too much today outside of the alley oop to Jericho Sims. Evan Fournier is still looking like a lost puppy on both sides of the floor. Doesn't know where his shots is coming from. Not specifically a defensive guy, and that hurt us. And I feel like right now, um, they took Cam Reddish out of the second unit, placed him in the first unit, and now the second unit is starting to feel it. It's really starting to feel it. So please, Grimes, get well soon. If you haven't heard, Grimes is was out today with a sore foot. But I feel like that had a lot to do with the the, the limited minutes that Obi Toppin got. Now, when Obi Toppin did get in the game, um, he didn't really shoot well from three today, like he did the game before. But I like the fact. That he kept shooting. Only one for five, 20% from three. He started to get going a little bit in that fourth quarter when the match with Randall had a nice kind of like fake out um to Marcus Smart to go to the hole with a dunk, had a nice uh fake three and drive on Von Lay. Started to get he started to get comfortable on that offensive end of the ball, but for OB to stay on the floor is going to be defense and rebounding. And the thing is, OB did a decent job rebounding today. Six rebounds in 14 minutes, and he should have today. Also had a blocked shot today. But 
the rebound that he missed for Noah Vet for um Noah Von Lay and the open three that Noah Von Lay got in that fourth quarter, um got Obi taken out the game. And that so I'm like is it and then Hartenstein came right back in. So when OB starts to get cooking, cook listen, OB, you gotta stay locked in on that defensive end. You can't leave Noah Von Lay open in the corner for that long and just wait for the rebound. And you have to consistently box out. Cause don't don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Tom Thibodeau is starting to trust you a little bit, but still on a day, on a day with no Mitch Robinson, you should have gotten more than 14 minutes and 55 seconds to prove yourself. You should have gotten more than that. And you know what? I can blame Tis for taking them out, but I can also look at Hartenstein and go, Hartenstein was having a hell of a game too. Um, but so this is one of those things. It's one of those things where OB, yes, Tibbs could have rolled the dice on OB, but OB, you have to take fate in your own hands. You're watching this game. You're watching how many open threes are happening. This is not the time for you to just leave a guy like that open and not box out. That's all. That's all I really got to say. And you know what? Um, I'm going to take some calls. I'm going to take some calls. So to the chat, I have a lot. Else to say about this game I still haven't touched on RJ Barrett I still haven't touched on Jalen Brunson And I still haven't touched on Julius Randle's impact on the game I want to get to those guys as well um, But Before I get to that, let us know Let me know what you want to talk about I'm calling, you already know what the number is The number flashed at the bottom 319-527-6241 That's 319-527 Five two seven six two four one, and I know Ken is on a line, right? But uh, before Ken comes on, if you like the show so far, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We go live after every game, and sometimes we even do some preview shows. All right, all right. First caller up on the night, we have my man Ken. What's going on, Ken T? Hey, my man. What's up? What's going on, Ken? Gonna be able to call in, man. Nah, uh, you know, disappointing loss. Um, but you know, like uh, uh, we've been talking about, you know, this team. You know, we got a lot of good um, players, a lot of good role players, but we don't have any stars. Yeah. And you know, and, and you're seeing it every night. Like someone else steps uh, steps up, but we're not. We don't have one person who can just carry the team. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, like, um, like I said, you know, it, it's a little frustrating. Um, and I think today we saw a little bit of, of what I um, wrote in the article where, like I said, you know, how are we going to get out of the situation where we're kind of stuck in the middle of this purgatory mm-hmm. being a 500 team? And uh, like I said, what I'm seeing is we got two, you know, two elite skill sets on the team. One is Brunson. Uh, he's one of the best finishers around the rim between like three to ten feet. And then, of course, we got uh, Mitchell Robinson, who unfortunately didn't play today. He's one of the best, you know, offensive rebounders, best rim runners, and, uh, you know, an incredible defender. And to me, like, what we need to see a little bit more of is either get, move, separate RJ and Randall. Today it was actually a pretty good game because both of them were hitting their shots. Yeah. But before this game, you know, these guys are shooting in the 20s. So, uh, so it was really disappointing tonight 
that we actually shot good from three for a change. Yeah. And we still lost. <laughs> Crazy. We allowed the other team to shoot 50%. But, but the point is, I liked having Reddish and Grimes healthy, having, you know, Reddish and Grimes and, and um, uh, with um, with Mitch and um, um, uh, with the point guard Brunson. Uh, I, you know, spread out the court, have some long ass athletic wings um, that, you know, that can uh, defend mm-hmm. and make the game easier for, for Brunson. Because the, the reality is, like I said, we don't got a star. I think, you know, we're, we're doing the right thing, set ourselves up because the stars are eventually going to come. But, um, but, you know, we're not there yet. So to me, it's like, listen, um, you know, Randall, to me, he is what he is. I love RJ, but I just don't see where you know, he's taking that next step. He, him and, and Randall, uh, to me, they need to be elite finishers, and, and they're just not. So that's why I'm saying is we got to make Brunson and and Mitch the um, the, the focal point. So, um, so yeah, I know you got a lot of folks who want to call in, so I'll let it um, I'll let it end right there for tonight. All right. But like I said, disappointing, uh, you know, effort on defense tonight, and you can't blame Fournier, but you know. It is what it is. I think, you know, we will start getting some wins, especially as the year goes on because of the depth. But like I said, us being better than the 500 team, you know, we're going to have to make some changes. Uh, All right. So with that, man, I'll let you go ahead and enjoy your vacation. All right, man. Salute to my guy, KOT, the the editor, not one of the editors, the editor of the KOT show who who kind of referenced his his work on on the uh, the website. You can go to watch that. You can go to the blog at thenicktimeshow.com if you want to read our our writers work on um, and shout, so shout out to Ken. Yeah, we don't have a him. We do not have a him. The closest thing we do have to a him is him. The guy on the screen right now, uh, Jalen Brunson gave us 22 points, 10 assists, three rebounds. You normally you say, yo, your starting point guard has 22 points, 10 assists, three re- rebounds and shot 59% from the field. That's a W that's a W that's what you think it is a W, but this team just had a lot of firepower. Like this to really this game. This is the first game where I've actually seen Barrett Brunson and Julius Randle all start to score on all cylinders at the same damn time. We haven't really seen that yet this season. So when you see it, you're like, okay, what's happening? Why, why is this happening and the first thing i saw was the celtics was daring us to shoot in that first half and they 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 rolled the dice it's like listen we got more shooters than you so we're gonna keep y'all shooting threes and see what happens and lo and behold the guy julius Randle who's been averaging in the teens and three-point shooting got hot and Jaden brunson had a flashback to his to his dallas days because he was able to go to the hole. And what happens is right now, these guys, these guys in these in the Celtics don't have that rim protector. And when you don't have a rim protector, guys like RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson feast. So we was able to get that drive and kick game pop in early. And I think that helped us get flowing offensively. And it got me also thinking about the future. If we really had a stretch five here, where we bringing out that shot blocker outside of the paint, they could really solve a lot. It could really solve a lot for us. And 
since we can't do that, maybe going small sometimes, we might hurt on a defensive end. But offensively, that can really start to unlock these guys. Can you, this is the first time we really didn't have like a, I feel like we didn't really have a shot shot blocker in it, and we really was able to take advantage. And when it comes to the him, that guy who's going to be that closer, that great, who you trust the ball at the end, Jalen Brunson is the closest guy to that guy right now because he's so efficient. Um, the thing is, he, he just ran out of steam 32 minutes on the night. But there was a time when you, he was cooking the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart all night long. And then they put the taller guard on him and Marcus and, and, and Brogdon, and he was still able to cook him. Still able to cook him. I was hoping that Brunson had enough in the tank to really finish this game off, but he really didn't. This is probably one of the best games I've seen from Brunson on the offensive end, but we still need a little bit more on the defensive end. But um, salute, salute to Jalen Brunson, who had a pretty good game. And I don't think he had the turnovers. Zero, yeah, zero turnovers for Jalen Brunson today. Something we haven't been used to lately. Um, hopefully, there's some carryover from this game on to the Timberwolves game. Uh, now let's let's get to that second caller. But before I get to the second caller, shout out to the people in the chat. Shout out to my guy, Jay Boogie. All right, he says, shout out to the chat, the greatest people in the league, tough loss, but long as I see proper adjustments, I will pay or I will pay off in the second half of the season. Yeah, it should. And listen, if the young guys play more, if we get more OB topping in the second half of the season, I'll be all for it because we definitely need more youth. We need more OB. We need more Cam and we need more success in the second half of the season playing the youth for sure. Uh, shout out to other guys in the chat. If you're here, uh, let me know you're here. I'll shout you out. Shout out to El Marshall. Shout out to Trilogy Music. Uh, shout out to uh, Big Reaper. And everybody else who's rocking with the KSG show. Shout out to my, my real fake cousin, Winston Ellis. And shout out to Jet for life. Thank you guys for rocking with the KSG show. If you love the show so far, hit that like button. Subscribe because we're here after every game talking New York Knicks basketball. All right. Next caller up, my guy, Big Reaper. What's going on, Big Reaper? Hey, so Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. You know, I wish I could be as optimistic as you are about this loss. Uh, but I don't know. It's just, it's, uh, I'm just there's things I just you know I just, I'm just not really liking about. The yeah, my expectations aren't as high as Reaper. I didn't. I knew he was losing to the Celtics, so it's like this is the Celtics went to the finals. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at this going. I, I you know, I can't, I can't. Now the Hawks, the Hawks game, I was livid. I wanted to throw my computer. I didn't even want to come here and do the show. But but the Celtics, I I get it. All right, but go ahead. What do you want to say? Yeah. So. With the defensive end, so there's things, you know, I've uh, been noticed. I'm sure, like, a lot of um, fans have been noticing. It's like, uh, we cheat. Like, you know how, it's like, sometimes, like, especially even the guys, the defenders on the weak side of the ball. Mm -hmm. And I think it's by design. They cheat too far over. Oh, yeah. Know? And I just don't understand why they cheat too far over. And that's typical. That's him doing that. Because, you know, if you have, like, for example, if you have, if you basically you have a cam reddish at the top of the key playing defense on the point of at the point of attack, then why are you having the guy basically anyone like cheating over as much as you have them cheating over? I agree because they don't even really have to get in the lane to kind of kick the ball out to an open man. So I just don't understand why the coach is doing that. The second thing was cam reddish. There's more than once they had cam reddish was defending Marcus Mark in the post. 
and they and doubled them. Yes. Why yes. Are you yes. I just don't understand that. I didn't get it either. And then the other thing, yeah. And then the other thing they're doing is like, so this is where Randall like drives me crazy. Every time there's a pick and roll defense with him, he's a he's so lazy sometimes. Even when he's supposed to switch, he won't switch. He's telling the uh, the other guy, no, stay there, no, stay there, because he doesn't want to sprint out to the top. He doesn't want to sprint out to uh, to challenge the shot. That's what Randall be doing sometimes, and it's just like, you know, and he did that. I, I saw he did that twice today. Uh, the second time it was with Cam Reddish. I can't remember. I think it was also Cam Reddish the first time he did it. With, uh, with him. So well, yeah, I don't when know, someone, maybe Tatum was left over for three. I think at that point, day, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it feels like he's picking and choosing when he wants to basically switch and when he doesn't want to switch. And, you know, it's, uh, that's the stuff I'm noticing on defense. It's kind of crazy. And, look, the turnovers, it's like, I, I just don't even understand the turnovers, especially in that RJ. He's got the dance, has the same affliction Bruh. that Randall has. And it's like, and it's crazy. I mean, it was an issue for RJ last year. People weren't really getting on RJ last year as much. But it was an issue for him last year. And this year, it's like worse, you know, so... I don't know. Like, I honestly, at this point, I just don't understand what they're doing. Why do we have Randall still on the ball so much? You know, if you have a Jalen Brunson, run the offense through Jalen. And then the other thing, too, is, like, they just don't share the ball enough with the rest of the team. It's like everything is basically, I feel like there's too much two-man game going on with the team. Yeah. And then they, like, there'll be a two-man game going on, then the rest of your three gets uh, frozen out of the offense. And I think that's one of the problems, like, I'm seeing with, like, for example – like, everyone is getting all on Fournier. But the problem with Fournier is this stupid team, the way they're playing offense. They're not, they're not trying to, like, and it's mostly, I put the blame mostly on RJ and uh, Julius Randle. The way they, there's a big, there's a selfishness to the way they're playing offense. And it's like, because it's like, all they want to do is just two-man games, and then that's it. And then nobody else uh, gets to touch the ball. If you look at Grunge yesterday, he only played 10, 15 minutes. And basically, probably got maybe four touches out of fifteen minutes. Like I barely saw him touch the ball. Yeah, uh, listen, yeah, yeah. And then he only got up one shot. Listen, and it's like, and then it is the same problem with Fournier. It's like they're not really trying to do anything. They're not trying to get him involved. You know, it's so it's just like the you know they put up some offense today, and I think it's just because in my opinion, I don't think Boston really plays. You know. I don't think they played really great defense. They weren't really trying. They were bombing for free, and they figured, like, they were going to pull this one out anyway. Yeah, the um, analogy is I, I just sure. don't think, you know. Yeah. And so, it's just, you know, there's just so much going on there. I just don't even know, like, where to begin. That's why I'm just not, you know. I Like, again, I still think they're going to be, like, 42-win team, 43-win. Same. Because, it is, like you said, it's just the Celtic, you know. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. You know, but uh, it's, it's, uh, I still think they went at least 43, but it's just, you know, it's really just, for me, it's just disappointing a lot of the stuff I'm seeing. I'm disappointed with the way RJ's playing and the way Julius is playing. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, they put up some points and they were efficient today, but it's just like, they got to find a way to get everyone involved instead of like, you know, uh, just playing two-man games and nice everyone else out. Yeah, so, I agree. That's pretty much what I want to say. I agree. I agree. But yeah. yeah, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, to, to, to Reaper's point, if you're looking at Cam, uh, this is why I praise Cam Reddish so much today. Because Cam Reddish played 37, 37 minutes tonight. 
and only shot the ball six times. <laughs> and on top of only shooting the ball six times and playing 37 minutes, his defensive intensity never wavered. This is a man who knew this is my contract year. This is my first time starting. Tibbs wants me to play defense. Damn it, I'm playing defense. I'm going all out. And it didn't matter if Cam got the rotation right or Cam got the rotation wrong. He closed out hard every single damn time. So you, you got to give it up to Cam Reddish today. And, and Reaper is right. Listen, 22 assists on the night. Um, crazy. Like, I mean, we scored 116 points. So 118 points. But 22 assists on the night. 22 assists on a night. I feel like we steadily been get, getting away from sharing the ball. And the same thing happened last year. We started off sharing the ball a lot for the first three games. We started off um, with a lot of fast break points, moving the ball. And then slowly as the season started to go along, we started reverting more to ISO ball and selfish ball. So I do start to see that happen today. Today, I mean, there was a, there was more one-on-one -on -one matches to exploit. So we didn't get hurt on the offensive side of the ball today. And really, we really got going when Jalen Brunson started going to the hole and sharing the ball in the fourth quarters and in the first quarters. But uh, Julius Randle and RJ Barrett need to do that as well. And we should have more success going forward in the offensive end. And the three point, as far as the three point shooting, Reaper is right. I don't understand some of these schemes. I don't understand how you have Cam Reddish, who's 6'8, and Marcus Smart, who's six feet. And you're and RJ is doubling off of Jalen Brown to give Cam Reddish help. That boy Cam Reddish don't need no help or no six foot Marcus Smart. Leave him alone. You don't have to double on every play. Also, the scheme is sometimes like we need to we need to update this scheme so we don't have to be so help heavy every single time, especially when it comes to three point shooting teams. I've seen Randall. I feel like this, there was one scheme where. If a guy drives, Randall or whoever's there has to go to the foul line to 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 show and then sprint back out to the three-point line. But you're not going to be able to do both consistently all the time. So sometimes I feel like depending on who's driving, maybe you don't go all the way there to help and you stay more home on the shooter. I feel, I feel like there can be some things that we need to tweak on a defensive side of the ball that I think will help. Um, and those are a couple of those things that I'm pretty sure Tibbs Maybe he might not, you know, adjust to that side of the ball with, with the help. That's just our principles. We've been doing that since Tibbs has been here. But things like doubling on Marcus Smart, that has to go. All right. We got three more callers. So I shout out to the guys in the callers. If you like the show so far, hit the like and subscribe. We're here after every game. All right. You already know what it is. You can call, dial that number if you want to call in. It's 319-527-6241. That is 319 All right. Next caller up, we got Mike. Mike, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Jay? Evan? Shout out to you, man. And also, shout out to Cam Reddish. Yeah, Solid man. defense. Solid. I love every Solid. second of it tonight. The Celtics were doing a great job facing and creating on the perimeter tonight. Smart and Grant are great screeners with very high IQ. Yeah. Frustrating to watch, but we really beat ourselves tonight. Turnovers killed the Knicks early. Unforced turnovers were really caused by RJ pressing a little. Yeah. Knicks, I believe, will clean it up as they move forward. But RJ needs to calm down watch him with Julius and Brunson and go from there. I don't think it's impossible for the Knicks to improve in terms of protecting the ball. 
and that's the most important improvement they could they must make. But uh, I also agree with what Big Rico was saying in terms of the ill-advised double teaming. It's low IQ defense like that that'll spark an opposing team yeah. to go on a run. So they, they they got some stuff to clean up, but I think they can as the season goes on. Thanks for taking my call, bro. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, got in, got out, got to his points. I see you. I feel you. Thanks for calling in. Um, next call. I don't know who the next caller is, but um, next caller up. Let us know what your name is. Where you from? What are you want to talk about? Hello. Yo, what's up? It's Jason. Yo, what's going on, Jason? Yo, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a this was an interesting game. Um, I disagree with the last caller, Reaper. Which apparently I always disagree with Reaper. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what? I think the offense. I don't think there's anything to complain about with the offense. I think the offense is really good today. I think the Celtics were they were switching and staying home. So when the guys stay home, they don't double. Like there's no there's no one to kick the ball out to it if you drive and no one doubles. Like I think a lot that's the reason why you didn't see a lot of doubling. I mean a lot of sorry a lot of assists because a lot of times they were staying home. True. That's true. That so, is true. You know, and and the Knicks were able to win. Uh, usually, were able to win their matchup. Which, to be honest, they, that hasn't really been the case all year, especially with RJ and Randall. Like Brunson's been able to win his matchup, <laughs> but Randall and RJ haven't always been able to win their matchup. So that was really good to see. I, I can see that. I can see that for today. You know what it is? I feel like in general we've gone away from um, passing the ball. Today didn't really hurt us. I mean, the biggest issue today was really the defense. It, it really was the defense. Well, I mean, in yeah. general, our, our offense has been, like, I can't, we can't even tell you what the offense has been because it's game to game. It's a whole different, like, yeah. Like, last game, the offense was terrible until, like, the last five minutes. So, like, it's, it, it, you know, it's not definitely not been consistent. I'm not, I'm just saying today I thought the offense was good. But the real issue was the defense. They were, like, you guys said, they were overhelping, and there was a lot of miscommunication. A lot. And I know this group hasn't played as well to get together as much. But I'm gonna the, the two people I'm gonna give the blame to mostly because when I when I was taught I mean I played basketball not not in big but when I was always taught it's the person who you when your man is setting the screen you have to decide what coverage you're gonna play therefore Randall and Hartenstein if you watch the replay they don't talk on defense mm-hmm. they don't scream we're switching I'm coming here we're doing they just do it and then therefore the other guy that's why you saw so many times. Reddish, they didn't know if they were switching or not, mm. and it was it, it drove me crazy. <laughs> that's that yo. That's one of those things. I remember when uh, DeAndre DeAndre Jordan was here, kind of training Mitch, and he was kind of talking about you can't be a defensive guy without talking. And um, that's that's a good point. If that's what's happening, um, it's, it's most likely is because there was holes all over the place. You have to talk on defense. That's one of those fundamental things that uh, every team has to yeah, do. Yeah, especially. Like the big man, like the one who your man is setting the screen. If I'm yeah. guarding the ball, I don't necessarily know what's going on in the play. I see my man in front of the ball. You have to say, okay, we're going to switch here. I'm high, this and that. Like, it's just, I don't know. Hopefully, they, Randall hasn't played center before much this year. Hartenstein has played, but, you know, a lot of it hasn't always been with the starter. So maybe they just, they just need to work on it in practice and they'll get better. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so too. And also too, man, this is one of those nights where I I, I might have wanted a little bit more Sims. I hear an echo. I'm not sure if I'm if I'm on YouTube in the background, but I might have wanted a little bit more Sims. He seemed like he played better than he did 
um yesterday and on top of that you know he was our only rim protector and you looking at the minutes distribution today randall julius randall 40 minutes hartenstein 38 minutes i think sims could have could have uh been able to get at least like five or another five minutes he only played two or, or minutes they could have just played Obi more. Or that's, that's the other option you oh, know? well yeah <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> we'll definitely see how that goes. I don't know you you might have missed my OB um my OB salute yeah, a little I bit early. Late, so I, I missed it. I'm sure you went off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go off. I was like I was I went Luke off. I, I I pretty much was like this. OB needed to get a little bit more burn, but at the same time, he, he didn't shoot from three really well, right? But at the other the, at the end of the day though. You still have to rebound the ball and guard three ball, and you're still trying to gain Tibbs' trust at this point. And he got pulled because, okay, cool, you missed your shot. He started, he started to go, he started to cook a little bit off at the end. But I feel like he got pulled because one, he missed the, uh, he missed the rebound from Vonley. He wasn't even anywhere near the picture, and Vonley, you got an easy re- rebound to put back. And two, Vonley had an open three, and he was already bombing threes, and Obi was just kind of just chilling in the paint. Like so, I'm like I'm looking around. I'm like, yo, where's Obi? That's that's his man. And Von Lay counted the seams and pulled up for three. And I was like, all right. And then Tibbs had enough. So I wanted to see more Obi. I want to see more of what we saw yesterday. But I think, um, you, you gotta do the little things for Tibbs to play you. You have to. Otherwise, all that could take yeah, be nah. taken away. I mean, look, Obi didn't play that good today, but I mean, I just wish. My whole thing is, why do you wait so long to bring him in? Because that if, when you wait so long to bring him in, then it's like you have to pull him once. Like if he makes a few bad plays, you have to pull him because it's getting yeah. like if you bring him in late in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, if he starts making a few mistakes, you can't leave him in there when it's like eight yeah. minutes left, like because it, it, it starts getting important. Tips so got scared. Tips bring him in a little bit earlier. Tips got scared. Then when the second unit came in. Tibbs got scared because the second unit was, was we came in, they wasn't playing well. IQ wasn't really getting people into the offense. Uh, Evan Fournier was looked lost again, and they were they they were losing. It's like they when Derrick Rose was in the game, he scored like seven points in five minutes, and the second unit was a flow. As soon as Derrick Rose came out and RJ Barrett came in, it all went haywire, and then Tibbs just got scared and blew the whole thing up. <laughs> so it, I feel yeah. like. He was just scared to put the second unit in in general. Because if you look at the second unit, the second unit again, no burn today. I feel like, all right, I, this might be the least yeah. amount of minutes IQ played all season so far. Yeah, and he wasn't good either. But I, I think Tibbs, just like you said, I think he, he's, look, and, and I, I remember I went off the other day saying it. OB's been great on offense, but he hasn't really been very good defensively this year. And that I understand he still needs to play. So I'm not saying he shouldn't play more than he needs, even more than 15 minutes. But that's the reason why he he doesn't know who to put Obi on. He doesn't feel comfortable. He only feels comfortable if Obi's guarding like Kevin Knox or Chumo Kiki, like the worst player on the other team. Once Obi has to guard like someone who's like decent, he gets worried. So, you know, he's got to get better on that end, you know, but offensively, he's been great this year. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, like Obi has to be more consistent. Like he started off with a nice block on um on uh what's his that, that wasn't really it was a nice block, but he got completely pushed out right. of the way. But yeah, like, he, yeah. Like, but so he, like that's the problem. 
He got he started off with a nice block. He had six rebounds on a night. I was like, okay, he's rebounding today. But then you can't get those rebounds and then blatantly just ignore the rebound the next play. That's that's really what it is for me. I think that's what it is with Tibbs and, and Obi. But um he's gonna so, get a shot because Mitch is out for seven to ten days. So Obi will get another shot. Hopefully he does, because I don't want these guys playing too many minutes. Then they're gonna get hurt. That's a fact. That's a fact, yo. Yo, thanks, <laughs> yo, thanks for calling in, Jason. Right, no problem, thanks. Hi, right, yo, Sue. All right, bye. All right, <laughs> all right. Shout out to my guy Jason and one of the regulars on the KOT show calling in. Uh, if you want to call in, you already know what to do. Dial the number three one nine five two seven six two four one. That's three one nine five two seven six two four one. The number flashes at the bottom of the screen. Shout out to the chat. Shout out to JT Reddick, Fritz Alessandor, uh, Sherwin. Uh, Big Reaper, Mikey Murphy. Oh, shout out to Mike. Man, shout out to Mike EM and everybody else is rocking with the KFT show. If it's your first time here, say, say what's up. Maybe I'll shout you out as well. Sherwin, Sherwin said, if Obi can't put that energy on the defense, he shouldn't play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, everybody got to play defense. They got at least got to show, even if you don't do everything perfectly, you have to show effort. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I will say this, Jason, like I do feel like Obi did play better defense at the beginning of the season. I feel like he did have a few good defensive games, but the last few, uh, more particularly the Cavs game, I don't think it was uh, particularly that good. Next caller up, we have Eric. Hey, what's good, man? What's good, J.O.? This is Pitch Bethany, man. Oh, what's going on, Pitch? Oh man, they got they got me called. They they got my government out here, man. What's going on? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we good, bro. We good, we good, we good. But, uh, <laughs> man, yeah, man, the just, uh, you. That's all good. They don't know your last yeah, name. They don't know your last good, name. <laughs> right. It was a, it was a crazy game, man. Like um, I feel like uh. I love to see the offensive flow in that second quarter. And I think you spoke to it a little bit earlier when you were talking about this was one of the first games that you saw RJ, Brunson, and Julius all yeah. have an opportunity to go, you know, really get into it offensively. And the ball was moving. It was beautiful. But, you know, once things get tight, I think we're kind of watching the maturity of this team right now. You're watching a team with a bunch of guys who are trying to find chemistry together. And my thing with RJ, um, Cam, and Julius, they all attack the exact same way. Yeah. Like, they literally attack the exact – it's like using the same exact tool three different times. You know, so it's like you have to find a way to create that space for each of them to be able to do what they do. RJ has an opportunity to expand his game a little bit more, but he's forcing it. Like, RJ can literally get 20 points just by standing in the corner, taking a corner three, or off driving kick. Like, it's that easy. And hitting his, free, hitting his free throws when he gets the opportunity to go ahead and do that. He could get that. Um, I don't think we run that pistol action enough for him to really go crazy like he needs to, but he needs to take his time. Like, relax, take your time. The defense is going to collapse on you when you get in the lane. Mm-hmm. Hold your dribble and look for passes. Mitch wasn't there tonight, and for all of my Mitch haters, yo, y'all have seven g- <laughs> seven days, bro. Seven days. Let's really see what this bag was about, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yo, it's listen. We out here for the Mitch haters, man. This is the the game versus the Timberwolves is when is when you're gonna feel it. 
All right. <laughs> the game, it's about to get real. It's about it's to get about real. To get when you get real. these big behemoth sensors versus Hartenstein, is it's not is not going to end. This really for real. This is one of those games mm-hmm. with the Timberwolves where we need to go uh, wrangle at the five and let's just go like and, it, it ain't and just about run rebounding on that game let's it's because because it's not it's not going to happen <laughs> just oh yeah the knee the v- next week rebound more the, the it is not happening the next game <laughs> right <laughs> we need to go we need to abandon all of that and go full mike d'antoni next game okay I'm just letting you okay, know. You're getting 40 minutes a game. You got 15 <laughs> shots from three. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> all, all three seconds or less. All threes. This is what. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. All right. Man. Yo, yo, for real. Let's let's get ready for that, man. This is going to be very interesting. And I feel like part of the communication breakdown on defense today is not having Mitch with that first unit. They're just, you know, Hartenstein is trying to figure figure it out. And the weird, like the really weird thing is, I think a part of him being in the mix with that first unit really opens up things offensively for yeah. all three of them, Brunson, RJ, and um, Julius. But communication on D and rebounding, like Julius is just going to have to work extra, extra hard to be able to help Hartenstein with rebound. But yeah. I think ultimately, like over time, like that group as a starting unit may have the best chemistry. I think they're probably going to be the most complementary. And I would love to see Mitch. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but if uh, you know what you call it, uh, my, my God Tibbs can can make some decisions out here. I would love to see Mitch and Obi run together with each other, at least in like like spurt minutes. You don't even got to do it the whole time. But I think they really complement each other better um, than say like a Mitch Julius uh, combination. I think that actually works a little bit better there. But um, that's all I got for you, man. Salute to Kim, yo. Yeah, what, man. What a crazy effort, yo. You got to give it to that guy. Get, and I want to see him expand offensively. You got to give it to him, though. But um, salute, man. Salute, KLT fans. Salute, chat. Let's go, man. We still out here. Let's go get it, man. All right, man. We here. Shout out to my guy. Shout out to my, my guy, Picks for Timmy, who came in uh gave you some, gave us some good points. Yeah, yeah. Got to salute to Kim. Got to salute to Kim. These these guys play the high. Listen, we don't have the him, as Ryan G would say. We don't have that guy who can get you buckets. And also, the three point shooting comes and goes. It really comes and goes. So, like I've said it before, and I say it again, you really can't be in the NBA and expect to contend for a title if you don't have four three point shooters on the floor. And at the same time, you can't contend for a title if you have more than one defensive liability on the floor at the same time as well so we need both of those things on the floor simultaneously so i mean as this team is constructed right now um somebody's gonna have to move at some point whether it be maybe randall or 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 rj because everybody kind of has that similar skill set they like to be in that similar area of the floor where they're going to the mid-range into the bucket and that's it we need some three-point shooting need 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 some three-point shooting badly so i don't know i don't know man but it is this is this is up to the front office this is why we have assets this is, we have picks this is we have enough in the in the treasure chest to make a move in the future and hopefully we pull that trigger and make the correct move 
I don't want to miss out on another DeJounte Murray or something else like that. Me personally, but that's another story. Uh, salute to Cormega, says Salute J. Ellis in the chat. Um, yeah, salute to you, Cormega. Next game up, we got the Timberwolves on Monday. But yeah, so let's prepare for that. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe we could do a preview show for that. I'll see what it is. I'm kind of busy tomorrow, though. But if I can, I'll do a preview show for you guys on the Timberwolves. And we can kind of look at that matchup and see how that is going to shake up with the Knicks versus the Timberwolves. All right. But salute to you guys. Um, Like I said, if you like the show, please the like and subscribe button, especially if you repeat watcher here and you haven't hit the subscribe button as of yet. Hopefully uh, this show will convince you. And listen, usually I'm accompanied by some other guys. Shout out to my guy, Ryan G, Royal Hebrew Remnant, and my guy, Lee Escobedo, who's really usually with us talking Knicks basketball. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully you'll catch all of us together at some point. Shout out to JD, JT Riddick. Sends a $4.99 super chat. Says, you're going to be a long season. However, all 82. Shout out to my all 82 gang. Okay. Shout out, shout out to my guy Riddick. Riddick, I need, I need, I, I need you to train me at some point. I need you to train me at some point. Riddick is is, is swole as hell. Shout out to Riddick. All right, <laughs> all right. You know that is our show. Um, nothing really more else to say. I will see you on Monday, possibly Sunday. All right, but um, so you already know what to do if it's your first time here. Hit that like and subscribe button. Um, but also, also, you can follow us in uh, different places. You can go to nicktimeshow.com, get your stat backs in black and white and blue and orange. You can also read our, our blogs there as well. You can go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at thekotshow.com. The KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick Time Show on Instagram, and Nick Time Show on Facebook. Also, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, wherever you hear your podcast. And you can go leave a good review there if you love the show. All right. Cool. Cool. Thank you guys for rocking with us. And guess what? You already know what it is. As always. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. Alright.